the What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is a Disney classic, our first animated feature from Walt Disney Studios. It's Aladdin. Rather, Oof. rather. Oof. I don't know. What's yeah. the thing? Uh, I don't know the lines. Go ahead and pop <laughs> in your DVD or blurry. Press play. Press pause when the Walt Disney, <laughs> Walt Disney Pictures logo fades to black. It's the blue logo. When it fades to black, press pause on your DVD. In a second, I'll say three, two, one, and pause. At which point, I'll press play. You press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It will be like any other commentary, except this time it will be fucking magical, okay? At the table today is myself, as always, T. Christie, my friend, Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. And Stephanie Nerds in Babeland Wooten. Howdy. Hi, Steph. It's a, it's a girl. girl. Yay, it's Steph. Our girl number two. We have Now we have two girls. Number two. Mother effing suffrage. Soon we're going to have our own society, <laughs> and you won't be invited. <laughs> they will form communities. Anyway, Aladdin is one of my favorite Disney movies. Uh, I, I like everyone else, I think, at least everyone else that had a... One of those moms, if you know what I mean, flooded with Disney stuff. Like every single yeah. thing I grew up with was Disney. Like there was sing along videos and I went to Disneyland a lot because we lived in Anaheim and everything was just Mickey Mouse all the time. And Aladdin was one of the ones that came out currently when I was at that age. Like I'd been watching Pinocchio and Snow White and all that stuff because you watch those things. But at that point, I was six, seven years old. Aladdin was in theaters and I was the right age to see it. So it was actually the first Disney movie I saw in theaters. Yeah. And uh, years later, I still appreciate it for what it is, even though it's kind of funny because it's terribly racist. Uh, <laughs> it's not. We can talk. Uh, we're we're going to have an argument about whether it's racist or not. Uh, but the thing that I like the most about it is uh, the music. And anyone that knows me knows that I'm a major, 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 major fag for Alan Menken and Howard Ashman. And uh, I'll be spending all the time talking about music in this one. So you guys are just going to have to deal with it. Brian, Aladdin, I have not seen this movie in years and years and years. So this is probably going to be just a trip down memory lane for me. Like at one huge nostalgia fest but uh yeah it, disney is it just activates these weird parts of my brain because we went to disney world all the time when i was a kid and disney movies were a huge part of my childhood and as i grow up i've slowly dawned on me more and more how evil of a corporation <laughs> disney is and it just makes me so conflicted on the inside when you go to sleep, does Michael Eisner's disembodied head kind of circle around you and look at you like a baby mobile smiling no, and asking for money no but walt disney Goes on these anti-Semitic rants for a while, so that's that's a problem. Sometimes. Walt Disney is like drunk Orson Welles on tape talking about peas. To uh, mm. uh, address those aspersions, <laughs> uh, it, it's worth pointing out that at the time, you know, they made several anti-Nazi cartoons. And Disney that, that's did true. so. Fair enough. Let's be fair. It's not. We're not saying Walt Disney loved the Jews. We're just saying. <laughs> we're we're just saying he also hated the Nazis. Yeah. Kind <laughs> of but, somewhere in the middle. But they did do Song of the South too around that time. They did. So. He was a happy slave. <laughs> <laughs> Dorkman, talk about Aladdin. Um, what do you bring to the movie? I'm not sure what I bring to the movie. To be honest, I mean, I really. Uh, it, this is one of my favorite uh, Disney films. It's certainly a good one. Um, I haven't seen it in a very long time, which is why I'm sure at one point I totally could have done quotes at the beginning of this episode, but I can't now because I've totally forgotten them. Um, it was it was one of those things when I was bored as a li like a little kid, I'd like run around singing it and like reenacting it and destroying things in my house just for the hell of it. Because because like Aladdin is running around right, right. The, the town like knocking things over and stuff, so I would Street do that. Rat. I totally fucking sing the song and I'd have it playing on a little uh, you know stereo and I'd just be knocking things over because I'm Aladdin, guys. Um, <laughs> Did you used to mom, run? dad? It's okay. I'm yeah. Aladdin. I'm Aladdin. Run through the street. Gotta stay one jump and... ahead. Um, <laughs> one jump. We're not but, gonna sing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, it's a very good movie, written by the same guys who um, 
or the final writers uh, are the same guys who wound up doing Pirates of the Caribbean, among other things. Are you have sure? Their website word player. Ron, yeah. Net. Ron Clemens com. and uh, John Musker are credited no. for the screenplay. Those are the. What? Really? They're credited for the oh, screenplay. Well, now, there's a bunch of writers. It actually says yeah. 19 writers. Yeah, Ted Elliott and Terry Rossi are, they were, the yeah, they, they are listed. It's. Yeah. Um, as we've talked about before, there's a difference between what the ampersand and the word and does. Right. Ron Clements and John Musker get first billing, and they have an ampersand between them. Right. And then the word and, and then Ted Elliott ampersand Terry Rossio. Yeah. So talk it was, about it this was while the two, it was two teams. Right. And they were the later teams, so they were the ones who really shaped what the movie became. Cool. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure how much I honestly have to say <laughs> about this movie. You said you have a lot to say about it, so that'll, that <laughs> should hopefully get us through. <laughs> if nothing else. Stephanie oh, Wooten, welcome to Down in Front. Hi, oh, thank you. N- nice Hi. to have you here. What do, what do you, um, it's your movie. I mean, you brought it with you, so you must like Aladdin at least somewhat. Well, actually, I haven't watched it in forever either, but I had a friend back um, in Michigan who obsessed with Aladdin. He was obsessed with Aladdin and Michael Jackson. It's a weird combo. <laughs> yes. The sentence got weird when she got to he, yes. and then it just <laughs> went downhill from there. He is obsessed with <laughs> Michael Jackson and Aladdin. Those were actually, for the longest time, the only two DVDs he owned. But Michael Jackson is a DVD. The how do you feel about the movie? But my f- thoughts on the movie. <laughs> I haven't watched it in forever. But I remember back when I did do dance back like oh, elementary school, middle school. This was one of the soundtracks that we did a whole bunch of dance numbers too, and we got to get little costumes, our little ballet tap costumes. Where then we skimpy. Bet Michael Jackson would like to see those. Yeah, we're talking about little. Do we think talking about little kids? Girl. Yeah, he wouldn't have been into her at all. Oh, it's too soon. Let's play the movie, shall we? <laughs> You're at the point where the Walt Disney logo has faded to black. Three, two, one, unpause. And we're in. Now, this movie apparently was, along with a lot of other Disney movies in that time period, from the late 80s to the early mid-90s, uh, there was a lot of restructuring going on at Disney Animation. Christ, just goes right into it. Bam! It's fucking it's Aladdin. What movie are you watching? What movie is this? Aladdin. Uh, oh, this uh, this, this is... song, yeah. This song had some. We're going to talk about racism in this show. Let's yeah. begin with this. They uh, right here. I think Mencken gets the first credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mencken because Mencken is Mencken. The, the, he's, he's, he's the man. The line here is where it's flat and immense, and the heat is intense. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. The original release in the theater, and they, I remember this, where they cut off your, your ear if, if they, they don't, don't like, like your, your face. face. It's barbaric, but hey, it's and home. It, w- it went to theater with that line. It went to theater with that line, and the soundtrack had that. That's why I, that's the lyric that I remember because the soundtrack has that lyric. When did they immortalized it? on it just for on the for video, video for home video? video. Yeah, because it is a terrible thing to say about. This culture, and it's the first thing okay. they say. It, you know what? It's a terrible fact about this yeah. culture. Okay? If they don't like it, maybe they shouldn't do it, which they don't anymore. This was the year 8 AD or whatever, whenever <laughs> this is set. You That's know? Yeah, it's the Arabian I mean, Night era. People, people make a big deal, uh, you know, uh, people made a big deal of this in very much, you know. Okay. This got kind of a uh, similar flack to... Um, uh, uh, Passion of the Christ because it's like oh it's anti-Semitic you know the Jews are the bad guys no like they're the good guys too fucking everyone is a Jew in that city how are you not going to have Jews be the bad and it's the same with this they're like oh Persians are the villains it's like Aladdin's Persian (laughs) everyone's Persian how are you not going to have a Persian villain all right I need to answer something that just happened in the chat room because right off the bat I got interrupted when talking about Alan Menken so I did not get to say the name Howard Ashman they say you always don't mention Howard Ashman you should. I know I should. Howard Ashman is a genius on the level of Alan Menken. They were a writing team at the time. And uh, during this film, Howard Ashman, who had been uh, collaborated with Alan Menken since the beginning on Little Shop and everything, Little Mermaid, every Newsies, all those things, um, 
he was he basically succumbed to AIDS during the course of this movie, and the rest of the music and uh, help with the lyrics and stuff like that was completed by Tim Rice, who they would later work with again on Lion King, I think. Howard Ashman was a major, major force of character and, and creativity in this group, and it's a major tragedy that he died. However, I like Alan Menken's music and melodies more than I really care for the lyrics of the songs. They are, you know, almost inseparable, but when I say I love Alan Menken, it's because I want to be able to play piano like Alan Menken, not write lyrics like Howard Ashman. Both of them are geniuses, but I'm a pianist. What do you want from me? This is crazy. This is a whole uh, point of view sequence thing going on, and there's a whole framing story. Oh, yeah. It's like a story yeah. within a story. Yeah, and yeah. he talks right to you yeah. the whole time. Point like of view, they actually shot. move the camera away. Like you getting bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has to chase you down. Um, anyway, what this, is, so what's in the other theater? Yeah. I was talking, uh, and then I don't remember what, how the tangent got put into place, but uh, at this point in Disney animation history, there was a lot of restructuring going on in the um, in the Burbank offices where all the animation was getting done. Uh, Katzenberg, I think his name, Katzenberger, Jeff Katzenberg? Katzenberg. Came in and was starting to change the way things were going. Eisner was still a new name. That kind of stuff was... It was it was changing the way animation was being done because for a while there, it didn't look like they were going to be doing it the same way they had been doing it or stop or something. There's actually a documentary made by one of the... I think it's like Pete Doctor. It's one of the guys from Pixar that put together this documentary from footage he had from working at Disney Animation in the 80s called Waking Sleeping Beauty that also deals a lot with uh, Ellen Menken and Howard Ashman and Ashman's death and all those things. But it's fascinating to see how this and Little Mermaid and Lion King were put together under tremendous difficulty and it, duress. It was a really interesting time. And apparently, when you have the most limitations, the best the best movies come out of it because they, they, they didn't strike out for three movies in a row. Simba. Yeah. A little bit of computer work there with the... Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, um, which they introduced first in... Oh no! Beauty. First, no. Beauty and no. the Beast is the one where it's best recognized, but it was actually the uh, Great Mouse Detective. Mm. The Great Mouse. You're right. You're right. Was you're the right. first introdu- uh, introduction of their. And then they did the Sampaid in uh, Lion King. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you guys feel about? Um, I was going to say voice acting. Let's start with Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's fantastic. <laughs> that was oh, that, that was, was Harvey Firestein. That was Harvey Firestein. But, but it's all right. It's all right. They're it's really impossible to do either. Of them. <laughs> that, that's why they're so successful. Yeah, because gonna... nobody else can do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did it's he like, who the... else is going to be Wallace Shawn? Really? Did he do the voice for the animated series too? Gilbert Godfrey? Godfrey? Oh, yeah. Probably, I would yeah. imagine he needed yeah, he the did. paycheck. There are he some did. people well, God... that are just born to be a voice in a cartoon. Was Wallace Shawn? Wallace Shawn was the bad guy in... Uh, he was the boss in Incredibles, yeah. and he was the principal in Goofy Movie. He was in something recently. And he was Fuzzini in um, uh, Princess, Bride. Princess Bride. Yeah. But, but he, w- he was also the Grand Negus in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Stephanie, continue. No, no, I was trying to figure out. He was just in another animated film recently. Wasn't he Wallace in Toy Shawn? Story 3? Did he have a voice? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was in Toy He's Story He's Rex. Yeah. yeah, there we go. That's what it is. I have a there friend obsessed with him, too. Is he a... It's a she. Oh. Oh, this terrified me. I've never oh, had a, I remember I've this. never had a friend like her. This is this is was the first time I heard the uh, the term diamond in the rough. It is it is a thing. They didn't make it up for this, but this <laughs> right. is the first time I heard it was here. I uh, I remember because we like I said like I mentioned before we would used to go to Disney World every year when I was mm-hmm. a kid, and now that I have a nephew and niece, we we've started doing it again. But uh, uh, back when I was a kid, we, when you went to MGM Studios, you could t- take the behind the scenes tour, and you would actually go through their animation building and watch them as they animated oh, yeah. like Lion King or I'm pretty sure I saw Aladdin while I was being Are made. those scientists auto, uh, auto uh, erotica? Uh, erotica? No, no. These are the real animators of Walt Disney. 
So anyway, but, yeah. <laughs> it's worth mentioning that his voice is an affectation. Trey has a really funny story about how yeah. he worked on a thing with Gilbert Gottfried and answered the door when Gilbert got there like an hour early. And it was just this like, you know, sort of diminutive guy like, oh, hi, can I just come in? And, and, you know, Trey went back to watching what was being shot and Gilbert's just walking around in the background of the stage. And apparently, and this is totally Trey's story, but he's not here. Um, he would be, he'd be like just sort of walking and he'd go, nah, 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 nah. And he was watching Gilbert Godfrey become Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> so that by the time he had his walk-on cameo role, he was just, Nah, your dad, and this, and this, and this, and this. And then he, like, you know, deflated and walked yeah. out a normal man again. <laughs> what roast was it? Was it the Hugh Hefner roast that was, like, two weeks after 9-11? It was... I think the Hef- Hefner, uh, yeah. yeah. The Hefner roast? The aristocrat story. Where, yeah. yeah. He tells the 9-11 joke after, like, two weeks after 9-11, and then... Yeah. Recovers, then he just goes recovers by telling the <laughs> aristocrats joke. <laughs> Which is the most terrible joke to tell yeah. an audience of all time. But, uh, so, like, right here, you know, he's, you know, stealing a loaf of bread. They're threatening to cut off his hands. And people were like, oh, that's terrible and racist. But it's like, some, that it's just also, happened. It's also stakes, yeah. you know? It's it, also, but you it, need consequences. But it also he, just happened. Some guy fish. got his hands cut off for stealing, like, a couple weeks ago yeah. in the Middle East. It's like, if you don't like it, Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how do you guys feel about the switch from traditional 2D cell animation to uh, CG? I mean, obviously, if you put together a good movie, kids will love it either way, and adults can like it just as much. But I really like the aesthetic of really good cartoons. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good animation is, I mean, I mean, whatever the, the tool is, but they're different. I mean, this is a different uh, tool of animation than stop motion or, or uh, 3D animation. Um, I'd love to see more stop motion uh, animation, you know, but this, this movie wouldn't work if it was, you know, stop motion or it'd be very different. Certainly. It would be dark. Uh, (laughs) You'd have to do it like Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. But um, I I would like to see more of it, and I don't think I'm the only one. Certainly, a lot of people at Disney, especially at Pixar, feel the same way, which is why they did Princess and the Frog, and they were working on some other stuff, um, and are working on other stuff right now. Disney yeah. Disney made the mistake uh, before Pixar came in of abandoning abandoning it, cell animation, and then they were like, uh, Pixar and John Lasseter, please help. What are we doing <laughs> wrong? And they're like, okay. We're going to hire all of them back now <laughs> and try this again. But lots of money. Yeah. But yeah, but ultimately it's just a another tool or technique to tell a story and ultimately it's the story that that matters. If it's yeah. a good story, use whatever technique helps you best tell that story, right. whether it's cell animation or stop motion or whatever. What is your guys' favorite uh Disney movie? Uh I don't know. That's, I would I would It's hard to say just off the cuff. Yeah. Beauty yeah. and the yeah. Beast. Yeah. I mean, I Beauty and the Beast is a good one. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these old classics in a long time. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I'd say Lion King. I'm yeah. tempted to say Lion King, but too. I mean that's kind of. I really like Little Mermaid too. That's like so. saying Little yeah. Mermaid's got great music. Yeah, that's like saying Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club is your favorite Beatles. Yeah, yeah. it's like okay, gonna be a little less obvious. I'm probably yeah. gonna I'm probably gonna fall somewhere between Little Mermaid and The Emperor's New Groove. I've I do like that one. That I wouldn't. One. I wouldn't. You know, that's not it's a classic. Not, it's not, as, it's not as classic, ones, but, but you know, and it's of things. and it's of a different era, definitely. It's of a it's I, kind I, of ironic and postmodern. Yeah, and so is Lilo and meta. Stitch, which I also really I love like. Lilo and Stitch. I also really love Lilo and Stitch for the same reason because it's that same kind of so it's self aware. Yeah, exactly. So wait a minute, I missed what? Okay, so Princess and the Frog. What was different, or what? Who? It was. It was that is Disney. That, yeah. but basically, what what happened was. Um, Disney had abandoned 2D animation for, right. you know, and let everyone go and stuff like that. And then they acquired Pixar, um, which right. 
for a time sounded awful and like it was downhill, but then it became apparent that what they actually did was they they brought Pixar back and said, okay, you guys take over because clearly we're fucking this right. up. And uh, so Lasseter was like, okay, the first thing you did wrong was to, f- to get to rid get of 2D rid of animation. 2D. So they hired back all the 2D animators or most of them. And, uh, you know, they were like, we're going to make a 2D animated movie again. And that was The Princess and the Frog. Okay. I wasn't sure if there was something else that had been done differently with Princess and the Frog. Than, I mean, it's, it, it's changed a little bit since, like, back... The 2D animation well, stuff. Uh, well, certainly there are different styles. Um, you know, I mean, this... these days it's filled in with computer. Oh, yeah. I mean, these days the color, yeah, the color is handled by, handled by computer. Oh, yeah. This, this, it's still drawn that way. But... There are very different, you know, styles. This is very, very different from Emperor's New Groove. And yeah. uh, Sleeping Beauty is a completely, completely distinct different. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, it's pretty, too. Yeah. So, I mean, and Snow White is like a moving painting. Yeah. Snow, Snow White, White is gorgeous. its own thing. Well, Fanta- like, Fantasia is the same way. This one's great because it, it looks like, a, it actually looks kind of like the comic book type movies that you get now with Persepolis I mean it doesn't look anything like Persepolis right. but you can see this sort of as a comic book like frame by sure, frame storyboard there's, sort there's yeah, the, or concept art yeah, yeah. like definitely now yeah, what, I could absolutely see this as like a I could see this style of art in a graphic novel yeah, and I could exactly. see the, the continuity between them totally yeah. now we're walking straight into the, the theme of the movie which has to do with imprisonment and uh, getting what you wish for because Aladdin and Jasmine at least and I'm sure there's other versions of this among other characters in the movie are both kind of stuck with their lifestyle and find it to be like well, a Well, Genie a trap. is the most obvious. Genie <laughs> being someone who is literally trapped. Uh, but he's Robin Williams so he entertains himself. Yeah. If I recall correctly, I th- he was dri- at some point in the last 10,000 years he's lost his mind. <laughs> he is, that's what's happened to what's, the Genie. And what's what's sad is that if you if you try to imagine someone going that crazy over the course of a very brief lifetime, you need a lot of cocaine and that's what happened to Robin Williams. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean the the main themes of this particular movie are being true to yourself because you know Jasmine doesn't come along and say, "Hey, I actually like this guy until he stops being Prince Ali and starts being Aladdin and, and, and shit like that. It's, I think it's also slightly different from the original story. If I recall correctly, the original story was once he gets the lamp, everything works out for him. Well, no, no. The, there was, there was some sort is, of a key difference. The origi- well, one of the key differences was there was two genies in the original story. In the original, mm-hmm. really? It's really, yeah, it's really bizarre, and they made a really good choice here to, <laughs> to kind of narrow Simplify that down. Because what happened was, you know, this whole business with, um, I don't think his name is Jafar, but like with this sorcerer trying to get this magic lamp, uh, sends Aladdin into into this magic cave to to get it. He gets trapped in the cave, and he's just kind of wringing his hands, and he ends up rubbing a ring, which I guess somehow he's managed to never do before. And uh, <laughs> a genie comes out of the ring, and it's like, oh, that's nuts. Hey, get me out of here. So he gets out of there with the lamp, and then later on you find out that the lamp has a genie in it too, the, uh, which at that point I would just... I, I'm like, that tea kettle, I'm going to start rubbing that, and I'm going to rub this thing over here. <laughs> it's genies all the way down. <laughs> yeah, there might be genies and everything. Um, but then, you know, the sorcerer gets a hold of the lamp, and uh, Aladdin uh, Aladdin uses the lamp to, you know, curry the, the favor of a, of a princess. the fight at some point? What's the, is one of them just extraneous? Uh, essentially, yeah, yeah. because, because uh, Aladdin is able to use his ring genie to go get back the lamp genie and and make everything work out for himself. So yes, everything does work out for himself in the end, but okay. it's not like an immediate, I've got the lamp, the end, you know? Right, right. Why did he need to get the lamp genie after he got the ring? Why did he have to get the other genie back? Uh, get- the lamp genie is more powerful. Mm. Like you so. do. For some reason. For some reason. Yeah. Well, because he has more space to. Yeah, grow. there's genies everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the, the, there's the, a very the bad complicated st- hierarchy of genie <laughs> yeah. structure. 
This was 92, I think. 94. No. You, Lion 90, King was 94. Yes. Yeah. Let me the, you're right. This is 92. Aladdin is 92. That's right. That's right. What's the order? This, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, and... Uh, which one, which, which way are you going? No, no, that's what I'm asking the order. It was, it was, it's Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, this Lion King, okay. I believe. And then googling. Then Anastasia, right? No, Anastasia is not Disney. Disney. Notre Dame. Oh no. Nope. Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame. Hunchback of Notre Dame. With no, the no, little no. This angry. is America. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> Silly. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Oh, here we go. Wow, which got is their a, ass kicked by I love Navy, it. by the way. I love that's going a, to Google and typing in wiki list Disney animated films, and it just takes you to that page. Yeah. Well, here it is. Let's see here. Thorny. Huh, what was going on at that point? Well, Little Mermaid, Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Aladdin, oh, Lion I got King, it backwards. Pocahontas, mm. Hunchback oh. of Notre Dame, Hercules, Milan, Tarzan. Oh, Milan. Milan was good, too. I actually didn't hate Milan. I thought it was... I, there's know. a lot of platitudes in Disney movies, and I'm not sure why I'm so surprised by that. <laughs> be yourself. You always get what you wish for, or be careful what you wish for. This well, is, they're very, they're very much morality plays. At least they were when they were, uh, ironically, when they were classic movies. Yeah, they were more simple and obvious morality plays. Yeah, nowadays they're yeah they're not you know uh, um, now they still have little messages, but they're yeah. not like they're you not know, beating you over the head with no. But I mean, I, Lilo he, and Stitch is like family is important. Uh, yeah, Lilo you know. and Stitch is let's treat our alien friends well. Yeah. So, but you know, at the same time, we're, these are primarily geared for children. So right. the the message, the point of it, needs to be more obvious. Certainly, certainly. And, and there's, they, there's I nothing mean, wrong with that. I mean, they talk about you know uh, going back to uh, word player. Uh, they talk about with animated films. It's like you got eighty five minutes. Yeah, you don't have time to dick around. You just you basically just get in and say what you mean to say. They're not going to talk. There's no subtext. They don't talk around their point. Right, right, right. <laughs> they just go right for it. I was wondering what the first <laughs> traditional animated movie we we're going to do was. We did Nightmare, but that's stop motion. And it was. I always thought it was either going to be this Lion King or The Land Before Time. The Land Aww. Before Time being one with just super stupid good music, and it beats you over the head with its sentimentality and point. It's just like. There's a movie I haven't seen in a long time. It's because it it damages you. I'm really glad it's not a Disney movie because they'd make a fucking ride out of it and it'd be like the Make the Kids Cry ride. (laughs) (laughs) Like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is kind of fucked up. This would be like the ride where you go and it's like one of those things where you're on the Haunted Mansion ride and it puts a ghost in the thing. On the Land Before Time ride, it would you'd look through a mirror and your parents would be dying next to you and you'd be scared. Yeah. <laughs> <Just like, laughs> well, there's you know uh, Knott's Berry Farm has the Land of the Dinosaurs ride, which is somewhat similar. I think there's it's some dinosaur that. shit at so, Disneyland. Yeah. When you take the train around the park, you go through a tunnel and see dinosaurs. Right. Yeah, I actually asked one of the train one of the people who run the little trains in Disneyland about that. I was like, why is there, why are there randomly dinosaurs here? Like, there's no real logic in this. And he was like, I guess those. Walt Disney had them from way back in the World Fair yeah. days, and he just he had them, and he needed to put. <laughs> he's, them, so. he's, like, he's like Prince. Yeah, and so he sure just, I've got dinosaurs. Don't you uh, have he dinosaurs? just put them there because you know. I was I was like that. Abu sounded just like Donald Duck. By the way, <laughs> he sounds just like him. Yeah, and he occasionally goes woo because it's like, all right, I'm a monkey and not a duck. But other than that, you know. Was that an R two D two noise? Yeah. Woo, woo. Lucky you don't taste very good. Oh, I know. I was my question. Okay, so the thing about the old Disney movies that I think I liked or is interesting is the fact that nowadays when you have a movie where you have famous voice actors yeah. and then they sing, you have the famous, like, they're not the same person. Right, right, yeah. right. Back, you know, back then. Nowadays, it's like the famous voice, the people, the famous stars, they want to be able to do the singing too. Like a lot of times now... 
Well, this movie, if you look at the cast list of it, you actually don't recognize many of the names. No, 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 I know. But that's what I'm... That's I guess like, that's my the, point that's is the, that's that... part of the change, yeah. Yeah, my point is now you have famous people doing the voice work, and if you have a different voice and it's a famous singer, it's just that you didn't know who the people were right, back right, then. Right. And we did an interview with Billy West on Geeksa where he spent a little while railing on the fact that it's annoying to him as a voice actor who's a professional and arguably one of the best in the industry that they keep hiring like Brad Pitt and Will Smith to mm-hmm. do the voice of the this and the that. It's like, what does Brad Pitt sound like? Think about it. It sounds like a guy. Oh, hell no. That would be Brad Pitt. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're thinking of Will Smith. I was talking about Brad Pitt. I jumped the gun. Yeah. Now, Brad Pitt sounds like, oh, what's in the box? Brad Smith says, what's in the box? Well, who did the voices for Princess and the Frog? Princess and the Frog? I don't know. Probably fucking Antonio Banderas. And I don't know. I'll check it out. Because they were singing in that one. So that's because most, you know. Uh, what's the name of the chick from the West Wing? The Alice and Bradley Jenny. No, no. Bradley Whitford's uh, Alice and Jenny. The, the, the love interest. Donna? No, I was trying to... I can't remember the actress's name, but the deaf girl. Oh, Marley Matlin. Marley Matlin. What was she? Oh, that's... She, 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 played a, she played like a pollster, and she was Bradley Whitford's love interest for a while. Why'd we bring her up now? I was making a deaf joke. Oh. Let, let's move on. Where let's are they right now? Drag that out Wait. some more. Hey, movie. Where are they? <laughs> they're in Jafar's right secret little room. So they're under... Downs- yeah. They're under the palace, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're in the, they're in the, you know, the <laughs> Peter Lorraine basement lab yeah. of 8 BAD. That ring, he stole that ring from the king? Yes, he did. Yes. He stole that diamond. That the via Luce. You know, Jim Cummings is in both of these movies, Princess and the Frog, which we were just looking into, and uh, Aladdin. You know. Well, what's he do in Aladdin? In let's see. In Princess and the Frog, he plays Ray, and then in Aladdin, he plays slowly as the internet loads. I really don't like IMDb's new layout. No, it's kind of bummer. I don't like it. It's also worth um, pointing out in terms of the original story. By the way, right right now we were talking about everyone's Arab and yada yada. Uh, the in the original story, it took place in China. Really? Aladdin was Chinese. Every, every it was all Chinese. In the original, so it was a Middle Eastern story, but the setting was China. He played Razul, the apple seller. Ah, we just uh, uh, we, we just, just talked him. past him, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, that's the, I always found that to be a really scary scene where he was going to cut her hand off. I was yeah. like, oh my yeah. god, that's interesting that it would be set because as a kid, you the whole thing is like they take they take established stories that are in the public domain and yeah. then they just strip them down to their skeleton and then rebuild them for their own purpose. Yeah. Pinocchio, but, Alice in Wonderland, Pocahontas, yeah. po- uh, Little Mermaid, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, <laughs> Cinderella. Literally everything up yeah. until Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, basically. Uh, Emperor's New Clothes. What about the? Oh no, you're right. No, no. Well, yeah. Well, I guess it's that's... not very similar. It's just the title. No, similar. yeah, pretty much just the title. Yeah. But uh, the fact that they would, because I would think, because this is all based around so that uh, the Arabian Nights, mm-hmm. so to transplant that into China. That seems like stripping more than just the skeleton down, but yeah, I don't. I, I, I think don't, people would have been like, "Huh?" Because it's yeah. from the the thousand and one Arabian Nights, so yeah. people are like, "But that's not Arabian." <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. There we go. They go and state it for the the chillins. They're both trapped right up there. Yeah, and of course, the whole point of this scene is he's standing there going, "Oh, the palace. I'd love to be in there." And she's like, "I just fucking came from there." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grass is always greener. Yeah. Although there is the, a tiger the grass, who will eat your face. Uh, I, will, I will say that the grass is probably actually greener where where they have landscapers. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. and water. And yeah, and irrigation, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I'm sure the grass is greener in the palace. Yeah. I'm not sure there is grass outside of the palace. No, probably I'd be not. very surprised. So so point for Aladdin. Ultimately. <laughs> there was um, I'll say. I didn't know, I didn't know this, but when I was looking at Wiki, there's a apparently there was a kind of a, a falling out between Robin Williams and Disney. Because this movie yeah, was, was set that, That's it, why he wasn't in the second movie then. Yeah. yeah. And then Castle he came Meta back to the just, third one. I just assumed it was because he's like, mm, eh. But then he came back to the <laughs> third one. I got one, too much so. coke to do that day. Yeah. Dan Castellaneta played him in, um, let's see, which one did he play? In uh, Return of Jafar. And the uh, animated series, apparently. Yep. The, um, Come with me if you Robin want to Williams live. said, you, you can't credit my name on the posters and you can't have a genie be more than 25% of any one poster because I don't want it to be a big deal that I'm in this movie. Mm-hmm. Please don't make a big deal out of it. And then later, of course, test audiences loved genie and they put him all over the fucking place. And it, I guess it, it was going to take away the attention from the movie Toys that Robin Williams had done that was coming out at the same time and <laughs> wanted more attention toys. for it. Toys is a great film, by yeah, the way. Toys had great to- music. To- toys needs a lot more credit. Yes, I have the soundtrack. To- yes. I do, too. When yeah. I, I used to listen to that. The Happy <laughs> Workers? Happy Something Workers like that, is one. Yeah. Happy Workers. Used I like the closing the of the year. Closing of the year, the yeah. both versions of it. Totally not a children's film. No. no. Totally <laughs> saw it as a child, but yeah. still a wonderful wonderful film. That explains you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it actually does. Uh, that The scene where the toys fight battle yeah. uh, breaks my, still breaks my heart. Anyway, this movie. Hi. What? So, Huh? Yeah. What? Who? Huh? I remember. I remember reading a book on drawing, like Disney drawing, and they talked about Jafar. How he, how you kind of do the the little the twirl and stuff. Not, yeah. Not well, really how Fu his Manchu, his but... whole face kind of flows. It starts at the eyebrows and then it goes down. It spreads around and then there's like a curl. Hmm. There was a whole thing. I remember also in Disney World back in the day, you could buy. Uh, like cell animation mm-hmm. things yeah. at, at like the gift shop so you could just draw a cell like paint in a cell of Aladdin or Beauty and the Beast or whatever mm-hmm. and paint it in how you wanted it what I like I ab- miss those days about this scene and then I don't know if it's the, I mean I'm sure it's throughout the whole film but it's the first time I really noticed like the entire scene at least before she enters it's all like the color palette is all the same basic like mm-hmm. it's all red but yet it doesn't seem it's all seem, red purple and gold it works well together like the colorists who do these films obviously knew what they were doing. They work for Disney, yeah. but like it's just really cool colors. I wonder if, uh, if there's some significance to that. Cause, well, cause like in that shot, her, her blue stands outfit out. stands out a lot. Cause right. he is the same color as the background. And as the bird, it, who mer- like same color as the door. And right. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, well, it is. Well, and then I mean, now Iago, it's all blue and greens. Iago yeah. is evil. This bright red and bright blue. They're like the, both the, of both sides, I guess. Yeah. Well, he does. Well, he kind of. Yeah. I guess you could argue if we're gonna try and delve into this and be like, <laughs> is there a meaning here? Into the color theory of it. Yeah. I bet you there. I mean, there must be. The, the you, yeah, you don't accidentally <laughs> color something in a in, in, <laughs> in, in a movie. Then then look like. I mean, this makes more sense, I suppose. Obviously. Well, sense, this is Aladdin. It's, yeah. The, this this room holds Aladdin, so. And it's dungeon dark cold. Yeah. And he's got the white pants. Are we reading? Well said, yes. We're, we're, yes, we are. We're doing some color theory. <laughs> we're, 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 we're trying to read into color theory here and, and what it might mean. We are reading. Although he's got a, a red waistband, so. But it's kind of like, I don't know, you know what the okay, fuck is happening. Okay, now we're just. Okay, we right. tried and failed, <laughs> and we can move on now. We noticed Lord, some Lord. smart things yeah. there. Pull up his pants. I don't know how Um, I love this. <laughs> that always that always made me laugh. Abu being all <laughs> girly. Yeah. 
twirling his twirling his tail like you know a cane in an old time movie which you would never have seen but (laughs) 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 they do that oh but let's we let's not even get into that because robin williams is making references that you think aladdin would be like i don't understand what you're doing (laughs) why is he doing who's that guy that jack nicholson yeah how is that a thing creepy yeah Yeah, this is (laughs) how did he get in there without aladdin noticing he was always there no he wasn't this is jafar i know there's a sliding door in the back, but he was, he's oh, been there right. this whole time. Yeah. Well, this whole time, yeah. I was saying Aladdin's been there longer than he has. No, there's a little door. Red, we, we, see it, we see it later. Okay, fair enough. That's how we know it's Jafar, because yeah. he's got Terry Rossio and Ted Elliott have thought of this. Yeah. They are smarter than you. Fair enough. All of these movies. I like how he puts he puts Iago <laughs> in there instead of, like, just stuff. <laughs> just a pillow. A pillow. <laughs> there's lots of them in there. All of these Disney movies, at least, I can't think of many failures of this. They all... They're all really solid screenplays. I don't know yep. why Pixar blows our minds so much if we've grown up around these other animated movies that were great stories, that were accessible to all ages. Why does Pixar get the credit that it does when well, Disney was just sort of, oh, it's an assumed thing that Disney's going to be great, but Pixar we're always so excited about. Well, I have a theory that... Except for Cars 2. <laughs> modern cinematic storytelling is divided into two eras, post-prequels and pre-prequels. <laughs> Go on. That's really all I have. <laughs> but, I mean... Like, we're really, really appreciative I, after the prequels? Yeah, I think the prequels hit, and w- it just sundered our idea well, of quality filmmaking so hard. Yeah. I think the I think the other problem, I, I don't think it's so much a... I, I think you're getting it almost backwards. It's not that, that people are really impressed by the quality filmmaking, so much as it is that people... Uh, other movies have stopped dealing with quality storylines mm-hmm. and as a result they haven't been successful right but all people are really seeing is these movies are not successful anymore these aren't working anymore mm-hmm. pixar comes in cares about the story again they become successful and everyone's like my god what sorcery be this and it's <laughs> like and pixar has to keep explaining every time they put out a movie no we just sit down and talk oh, about we, it we write a fucking yeah film. we write a story first and like everyone's with- like whoa you know and then ignores it but uh, then they make 2012. Yeah, but um, like Toy Story three, like the big yeah. thing is how can you make such a great sequel? Well, yeah. we spent we this thought many about years it. working yeah. on the script. We really actually worked on a story for you. And I thought the um, I I didn't think the uh, sequels to this, speaking of which, were all that bad. I I, I agree. You know, I, I saw I, I saw both of them. Well, in theaters. even their animated series. I don't remember why, but I did. Yeah, were they even in theaters? I, I don't think the third were... one. The third was. one was straight to movie. Uh, yeah, I, I saw. I, I, saw I definitely saw Prince of Thieves in theaters. Was it called, the was it called Prince of Thieves? Uh, yeah, Return Aladdin of Jafar the was the second one. Return of Jafar. Jafar Prince of Thieves was, yeah. was the third. Which one. one had like forty guys standing around him with swords? Prince of Thieves, presumably. That's the one I saw in theaters. I don't know how I saw it in theaters though. I don't either. Because I remember seeing um, that in a theater, or maybe I'm, my brain's pulling Galaxy Quest tricks on me. I have no idea. Anyway, by the way, I forgot about the. The Rug. carpet? Carpet, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to say something to what you said too, Teague. I think it's just that also you just have to remember that different ages, like these solid scripts we watched when we were little, we liked them for different reasons than the fact that they were solid right, scripts. Right, right, right. That's a good point. It's sort of like people say, you know, the 50s were a great time. Yeah. No, they were easy for you because you had no responsibility. Right. So we were kids. We grew up on Disney movies and we just accepted it. And then we kind of grew up as movies started getting kind of bad and have been getting increasingly worse, sort of by way of perception or maybe we've just been getting more discerning as we got older and then Pixar comes out and we're all like oh good here it is again yeah the uh not a big deal the carpet is an interesting character as well the way they managed to give it character and behave like but also you know 
3D animated, it appears, but the tassels are 2D animated, so that must have oh. been a pain. Wow. <laughs> and I don't think it is 3D animated. You don't? No. It looks like it to me. The d- the difference between the way it well, looks the way and the way its tassels well, look? Well, the way it's distorting does, but the animation doesn't. I don't know. Well, no, they would have based it on, you know, they, they probably would have. There was a, a, a test that went out recently for the sequel to Roger Rabbit. Oh, I saw that. I saw um, that. And they did not CG. They did it CG and it looked fine, but the reason it looked fine was because they did the entire test with a 2D cell animator first, and then they matched they, they the CG yeah. exactly ah. to the cell animation. Which is like that uh, that story that Chris Nolan told about uh, Batman Begins, because <clears throat> they were trying to convince him to do some of their shots CGI. Right. It was like, well, I will shoot a, I'll sh- actually shoot the shot, and then I'll give it to you guys, and you See can replicate you, yeah. it. And they did, but it looks better because they had the actual thing to match right, it to. Exactly. Um, so I would imagine that probably what they did, because because of the, uh, um, you know, the intricate designs and everything on it, they probably did the animation. Think this first. is a purposeful uh, Indiana Jones reference here. Oh sure, the music oh, sure. and everything yeah, was yeah. F- straight up. Why? Silly Abu. Silly Abu. Anyway. If only he understood English. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just looked like an apple. Yeah. No, he likes he likes shiny things. I this, know. Go. I was like, this doesn't... Uh, what does this achieve, really, <laughs> Mr. Headcave? Cave, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would imagine that they probably did the animation first, and mm-hmm. then they were like, all right, but we're not going to paint that shit and deal with the distortions and stuff, so we'll do it with the computer. Um, and then they, they rigged it and matched the distortions to how the person right. had animated it. And did it, uh, oh, according to Wiki, long which, enough until they got it right. Yeah. Wikipedia might be omitting facts, but they say... Computer animation was also used for some elements of the film, such as the tiger entrance of the cave and yep. the scene where Aladdin tries to escape the cave. But it doesn't say the uh, the carpet. The carpet. I might be wrong, but it certainly looks that way. What's this up is with this? You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's totally CG. Yeah. yeah. Fake. It's crazy. <laughs> Framing gay. Here we go. Fag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is pretty terrifying stuff. This I I was always um, best Disney this, ride this ever. This did terrify yeah. me. This I always wondered. I had a weird sense of dying in accidents when I was young. I don't know why, but I was always really scared by stuff like, wow, that's, oh, that's, that's very CG. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Interesting. That would be the most awesome I was awesome always ride terrified ever. for yeah. Aladdin. Especially, like, I, I kind of feel it right now just watching it. I'm like, Jesus. I was never like, <laughs> I, I, it took me a long time to feel sentimental and romantic about their little midnight ride across the, the sands and the, making the little whipped cream look out of the clouds. Oh, you mean that. when the inappropriate yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. was said by the bee? No, 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 no. Doing, <laughs> do, Yeah, that too. The uh, whole new world, that whole number. Uh-huh. I was always like, you're really oh, high no. and it's just a fake carpet. Like, mm-hmm. Toss me the idol. I toss you the whip. Yep. I mean lamp. I, they, you know, like you're like you're saying, they're probably very solid. You, they're probably references because they're like that fucking worked. Yeah. And you know what? The little kids haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna get there in. first. Yeah. Screw it. It's like watching The Simpsons and then watching everything else yeah. afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a Pulp Fiction thing. Gotcha. Oh. Yeah. Has hey, Disney in like the last thirty or forty years? had like a major bomb like just made a terrible fucking movie if they have we probably haven't we probably couldn't yeah, think of it right we probably deep sexed <laughs> it before we ever knew about like it. Our, the last like, 30 they, to 40 years you said yeah yeah yeah. can like, i can i just say that just then at the top like the whole place was falling apart but it seemed to chill out for a little while right when he was at the <laughs> opening of the cave which you'd think it would be like no 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 and really start crumbling but you know 
Well, whatever. It's the, a movie for babies. Whatever the plot mm-hmm. demands. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, exactly. uh, the uh, in the era of new Disney films as I was growing up, the one that never really meant much to me was uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. Yeah. I never really got into that one. I don't. I've I think, never even seen that one. Yeah. I never saw Notre Dame. It's got some. It's got a great uh, number called Topsy Turvy. I remember that. And the but that's music all in I general. I think that's a big part of it too, though. Like the Disney movies that stand out the most obviously had the best music. Hey, and Alan Menken worked on Notre Dame too, so be careful. I'll, no, no. I'll, I will smack you. I. I'm just saying, like the best, like standout sort of songs and things like that. Like, what's the standout song in Notre Dame? Uh, Apparently, Topsy Turvy. Topsy Turvy was one of them. There was also one. Yeah, you're right. Good point. But then Lilo and Stitch <laughs> doesn't have point. any real like. Oh, stand- neither does uh, that. That was the um, Hercules has a few memorable numbers. Oh, yeah. I used, to, but you know why uh, Hercules Pocahontas has rocked. a very memorable number. Yeah, Ed uh, Woods. Apparently, they um, one of the things in uh, Emperor's New Groove. Um, one of the things that saved that movie when someone came aboard, I can't remember. Oh, it was um, that that guy who was really involved in Pixar and he died recently, and it was this Joe story guy, Ramp. He's the one who saved Emperor's New Groove because it was really crummy and it had like a bunch of songs that just sucked. And he was like, you know what? We're gonna tell a story and let's not do the songs this time. <laughs> let's just not worry about songs. And uh, so he basically—I I can just picture that like that board meeting. That yeah. day. everybody else was like, gentlemen, it will not be a musical. Uh, yeah, <laughs> are, are we not gonna do the songs? Yeah, <laughs> no, no songs. If I, you I, haven't I, I seen, guess it's just, and I don't, I, it was the last time we haven't done the song. And here he is. Here he and is. Robin Williams. Real quick, real quick. Again, Oy. another Disneyfication where it's like, you do not become friends with genies. <laughs> you do not become friends with genies. Genies fuck you. Yeah. Genies fuck you hard. Yeah. Yeah, genies are uh, typically like a sort of a, a, a jester or or even more sinister figure. In genies are they're demons. They're not good. They're, they're more, basically They're demons. more like... Um, they're Faust. That's ba- I mean, it's a Faustian deal. Oh, sure plot point thing that they bring up. Faust was the guy and he made a deal with the devil. But yeah. He, See, he, he they're in that scenario. They're, they're more like, um, well, Puck. Kind of, you Puck. Know, that's better. I have Puck from a Real World? Or a, yeah. A, a, no, a sprite or a, no, Puck a, from hockey. A fairy. A fairy. A various, yeah. Exactly. Before we get too far from the subject, if you haven't seen Emperor's New Groove, it's a joy. I do need to it see is Emperor's hysterical. It is really, really funny. You should see it as soon as possible, if not sooner. Robin Williams just came in, and I guess he just talked for three days, and they took the parts that were sort of pertinent. No, no, no. He, he This is very much, uh, uh, you know, they, they talk about it again on Wordplayer. It's like, it was very interesting. They say it was very interesting to watch him where it was like he had the line, he was holding it in his head, and you could see him kind of deviating around it, but still getting the point. And he would just kind of do a bunch of different stuff. And it, and one of the things they said was like, what I really respected was he'd try something and he'd try it over and over and uh, sometimes it just wouldn't work. He he just couldn't make it funny. He was like, yeah, whatever. And he'd just do what they did in the script and it moved on. And he was like, I'll get it next time, you know? <laughs> now, in terms of musical theory, structure of musicals, there's usually a major, a major number on the act breaks. And we're coming up right here on the start of act two where we've set up our situation and now genie is the last part of the situation and offers us what will be the complicating factor of act two that will then have to be resolved which is that now all of a sudden after he meets genie aladdin can do and get anything with some limitations what does he do with those things the uh it might i'd have to look at the uh the way the plot lines up to figure out if it's this or if it's 
Prince Ali that is the act break. But I think this would be it. Because Ali is a result of all the changes. Well, if you th- yeah, because I was going to say, in big in musicals on Broadway and such, you have the big number that ends the first act and the big en- number that brings in the second right. act. Right, that's a good so point. That's a good point. I would say this like, ends we've already, it and then... We've Prince had our Ali. introductory major number that had the, uh, the themes of the movie put into it. That was the opening number. And then we have the I Want song, which is also basically a requirement in every musical, certainly in a lot of Lincoln musicals. Little Shop had I Want too. Somewhere that's green was the I Want number. And this one, it was where he's just, you know, being a bitch and emo and singing to himself on the street. Can I just say, Aladdin is taking this remarkably well. <laughs> <laughs> he just well, thinks Presumably he's the genie is working some magic on I him. I guess so, yeah. But, like, the genie, genie keeps, did it. Yeah, the genie <laughs> we'll keeps just, doing... We'll keeps saying that for the, re- for the rest of the movie. Keeps doing things that... He, he has no frame of reference. For yeah, him. how do you feel about all these, <laughs> all the pop culture stuff? I mean, usually we rag it's on that. It's interesting. It, well, it's interesting because I wouldn't call these pop culture references. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jack Nicholson. That's not pulp culture, though. That's the uh, pulp. Uh, it's not pop culture. That's Western culture. Well, it's not time period. Friendly. It's not exactly. Yeah. It's not. It's not a reference to. The, you know, there's, there's whatever uh, the new kids experience. on the block or whatever was right. going on. They're, they're smart enough to reference Jack Nicholson, who will always be a major figure, yeah. as opposed to Justin Bieber. Yeah, you're not going to you're not going to forget who Arnold Schwarzenegger was. Yeah, you know, or now that or he's what the governor. Oh, especially now. But even mm, even if he, he wasn't, it yeah. was like it was like oh yeah, you know, it's like you're as safe making a reference to him as you are as they do later, I believe, to Clark Gable. You know, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. and the the silent movie stuff they made references to. This is kind yeah. of Bollywood, actually. Oh sure, interesting. I had never really put that together. Another one, uh, Robin Williams has a almost passable voice. He also sings in Happy Feet. He does. Uh, I did it my way in Spanish, and it's a blast to sing along to. <laughs> you're right. He actually does his own singing. Yeah. Well, because Robin Williams has voice where you're like, no one else is gonna be, <laughs> be able, able to, to get pull away that with off. That. Yeah. yeah. Who was he doing there? Uh, the quid pro quo. I'm not sure. It looked like a mix of Peter Lorre and Johnny Carson. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, what I was thinking. I was thinking. Want to say Ed Sullivan, but not real. Mm. But I, that's not what it was. I, this is good. They're setting out the rules now. Yeah. Being like, okay, all right, here's the magic bean. I'm hi. I'll be your magic bean for the evening. Yeah. This is how this is gonna work. This is how this is gonna work. And and you know, setting up the limitations, which are important, because if yeah. you can just make wishes for anything, it's like my first wish is to have a unlimited wishes. Yeah, done. Now wait, would that be? Damn it! I'm still I'm, I'm still trying. <laughs> I to, should have thought of that. I'm still trying to piece together the proper yeah. use of hanging a lantern. Would him saying, by the way, no, you can't ask for more wishes. Does that count as a no. hanging lantern? No. Is that just that's just smart? Yeah, that's just a good idea. That's when you're just up the rules. that's just that's it's just it's, setting up the rules because otherwise, well, the audience at that point, had he not mentioned it, would be thinking about it. Well, well just if original. not, if not, if not at that point, like if, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> He's so angry that Aladdin's just, like, "No, I don't want wishes." How dare you? <laughs> we see just a little bit of that that original idea of the angry genie. Yeah, yeah, that's, the genie that'll fuck you. Yeah. It was like the one moment where you could have been terrified of Genie. Yeah, it's also. Pretty, I thought I just thought it was hysterical that he got so angry about it. <laughs> it's also pretty clever on the part of Aladdin, who That's already cool was looking. taking it quite well, to trick Genie into proving that he can yeah. do this stuff and save a wish that way. He saved yeah. a wish, yeah. As exactly. opposed as opposed to saying, "Genie, please take us from this cave." He goes, "I don't think you can take us from this fucking cave." Yeah, and he's like, he's "Sit like, out." Oh yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you hard. <laughs> um, but then again, sets it up so that later. 
um, you know, the genie's like, I can't break the rules again. You have to wait. You know, when when uh, I'm a- he's drowning, when Aladdin is drowning, right. he's like, I can't just do this. And it's sad. It's a really sad moment because you, you, for some reason, buy that the genie can't do it. And yeah. just, it's kind of heartbreaking. I want to know exactly what sort of supernatural empowerment is going on in this universe exactly how the genie works and why he's bound that way and all those things they shouldn't be in the movie i'm just curious as a person like the fuck is going on in this that story? would actually be a great prequel to, to show maybe easy flyboy it depends on saying, it I'm depends on you know it there's a lot of they're talking about i was just talking about this today and it's totally unrelated to this but they're talking about a hellraiser sequel right mm-hmm. and it's like I don't need to know where the Cenobites came from. They are demons. That's when you start. And I accept that. That's when they, you start getting midi-chlorians. Yeah. I'm like, they're demons. Mm-hmm. They come from hell. And for all I know, they've always been there. <laughs> that's that's all that matters. I don't care. You know, but now they're going to, I'm sure, try to explain, you know. Well, could they make money with it? <laughs> exactly. There you go. I don't know. How well have the Hellraiser movies been? I don't, know. Really? I don't yeah. know. Anyway. Um, how much money could the Hellraiser franchise yeah. be well, bringing in these how days? How many movies did they make for... Friday, Halloween. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're yeah, remaking I guess, everything. I guess they're, yeah. Anyway, uh, my four. point is, th- the thing is with, the thing is with with uh, supernatural elements, there's not. What explanation is there? That yeah. just is. Yeah. That's yeah. just how it is. Sometimes it's like an, you know? it's like whoever wrote the book about uh, various apocalypses said, yeah. "I'm not going to deal with zombies because God's involved." Fuck it. Yeah, it's God. But, e- but even without without God's being involved, I mean, this never addresses anything of that sort. It's uh, just even, a magic bean. Yeah, it's, it's just, just the supernatural. The supernatural exists and it has its own rules, and who knows where it came from? It may M- always much have like been there. Uh, much like Indiana Jones in that sense. Yeah, the Ark is actually the Ark. Yeah, just deal with it. It's just how it is. Shut the fuck up. It melts uh, Nazis, okay? We got a box. It melts Nazis. Let's tell us. You know, why a lamp? Why all this other stuff? It's like, just because that's how it, this works for whatever reason. And I'm sure if you went back to the the original tales, the original myths, the mythology and the actual culture, I'm sure there would be reasons for for why <laughs> it's sure. a lamp, for why it's this, for why it's that. I love that. I never wished you did that on your own. And he just goes, dong, and turns into sheep. I feel sheepish. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually, I'm just reading this book, uh, The Greek Myths. It literally is just a catalog of every Greek myth uh-huh. told mm-hmm. in brief. And it's very interesting because at the end, after it tells, you know, the story of, you know, whatever, Aphrodite or Artemis being sprung from Zeus's forehead, it lists, it goes into why that, the the anthropological reason of why that is probably the case. That's interesting. And most, most of the times it's just like, well, this is probably when the oak cult conquered the horse cult over here mm-hmm. and that's where this story came from yeah and then this other story is when the horse cult took over this cult and yeah it's mostly just that back on that question that doesn't need an answer why is he prisoner and why when he's free can't he answer wishes he's a genie isn't that part of being a genie or is getting wishes part of being a prisoner he doesn't know he's indebted to yeah. whoever released he doesn't have yeah. the thing is when he's when he's free he doesn't have to answer wishes he can if he wants but you don't really i mean if you're yeah. in this in in, in, in Aladdin, in the Latin world, genies can be nice. So you know he meets uh, uh, Aladdin. He's friends with Aladdin, so he will do things for Aladdin out of you know it, once he's free, right. presumably f- out of you know the goodness of his heart. Because Aladdin treats his slaves well. Well, exactly. Well, he doesn't treat him as a slave. That's the thing. He's he's yeah. actually one of the first people, and we see because Aladdin is a commoner himself mm-hmm. to, to get into the class. Subtext yeah, going on exactly, and we see and we see the difference, and he a genie appreciates the difference when, uh, you know, when Jafar gets a hold of the genie and yeah. the way he treats the genie. Yeah. 
There's now, a- remember this is a Disney movie based on something that may or may not have happened. Imagine the girl that the real Aladdin figure would have been talking about at this point. Imagine her teeth. Wow. And her hair. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. She would have like one tooth. It would be And green. her age, 12. Right. <laughs> well, in the story, Aladdin was supposed to be like 12, 13. He was a little boy. Yeah. They were, well, they would have been at the time because, you know. They would have been dead by 18. Exactly. <laughs> What were you going to say, Steph? I'm sorry. Oh, well, totally it's back to the genie stuff, actually. And it basically, um, there's a Doctor Who audiobook that has a genie scenario. And it's actually really interesting because the genie is something that people created and that we could, in the story, like corrupted to a certain extent because there's nothing wrong with the genie in and of himself. But the genie in these audiobooks can grant pretty much as many wishes. Like, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a similar idea, though, with the genie. Like, that's how I make sense of these genies and, like, the granting of the wishes. And at the end of the audiobook, of course, the doctor and Rose, like, free the genie. But, um, and the Ro- the genie's like, what do I do now with my life? And he- she's like, well, now you can grant wishes, but only to those people you want to. Like, it's basically. Yeah. I would just, just sit there. You just don't have to. Just sit yeah. there and watch movies and keep manifesting stakes. <laughs> so basically, only grant wishes people that you actually like. You None of you are getting wishes. Their wishes are... It's interesting. I can't think offhand, and I might just be retarded, but I can't think of other movies where they deal with the, you can you can have any wish, but be careful because what you wish for might turn out to be terrible, where the person giving the wishes isn't sort of sinister. I can't think of other examples where it's well, this is this, this but, this, but this isn't one of those. This is not a... It's not a caref- yeah, this is not a be careful what you wish for uh, story. These, his wishes don't really backfire on him. Um, the, the wishes themselves. Well, Jafar's Jafar's backfires on him, but not out of some sinister thing of the genie, just right, out right. of the the, retar- the, right. the way it's, it works. It's not because of the Faustian nature of wishes in general. Yeah. It's because Jafar is an asshole. Yeah, and, and well, and because the nature of being a genie. That's mm. that's the one that backfires on him. When right. he wishes that he's a genie, then he becomes imprisoned in his lamp, right. which mm. which we were just setting up, you know, right there in the in the previous one. But that's not a, a that's not a Faustian bargain in the sense that uh, define Faust for those that don't know what we're talking about. The, the, at least the Faustian bargain premise. Well, there's a there's a story called Faust, and it's about this guy named Doctor Faustus who makes a deal with Mephistopheles, who is basically. A devil, if not the devil. Um, Which one was he in the Matrix again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's the whole thing. He's going to be wealthy and, and all of that stuff uh, for a certain period of time. And then he's going to his soul is going to be collected. He's going to die and go to hell. Um, and the whole thing is, you know, he has this... He has this great life, and then he try the the rest of the story is him trying to figure out a way to get out of uh, having to pay his, his, his debt. debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to basically... I, I think he's like, you know, a, a lawyer as well, or something like that. So, you know, they, people the- people were like all sorts of things. They were doctors and lawyers <laughs> all simultaneously back then, right? So he's he tries to get around it with like legal arguments and stuff like that, and kind of almost does it, but then he he gets you know knocked down. But people refer to a Faustian bargain as um, getting right. getting getting something that appears to be what you want, but the the consequences are worse than the the benefits. Right. So the chat room just points out that another movie where you get wishes and there's not really a backfiring problem is Cinderella. Yeah. Now, I want to point out something. This freaks me out, not because it's weird, but because he's... When Genie is peach... When Genie's human skin color? Tone, yeah. It's bizarre looking. I, I don't know why. If he, I, if he was always that color, I don't think I would mind. It's just... 
I, I don't know. <laughs> Something about it is weird, and I, it's an uncanny valley for the genie for me. Yeah, he Brush well, up your he, Sunday salam. That's kind of a yeah. That's uncomfortable. That's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Brush up your Sunday salam, which is just implying I don't know. Do Muslims go to mosque on Sundays? What? Do they I don't know. Well, they like not in New day. York. But no, it's, no, it's like your, nice. your yeah. uh, you know, your Sunday best, you know, yeah. stuff like that. It's just, it's a Your church term. best. Yeah. Even if your church is a mosque. Isn't the movie, this is back. I like this, these references to the, you know, New Year's. Macy's Parade. Yeah. Parade. Nice. The, the, <laughs> the, I love the, guy the movie with, um, bedaz- Bedazzled? No. Be- uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley. The original one, though. The- oh, The Deal with the Devil. Brent- Brendan Fraser. Yeah, but that's bedazzled. That's that's bedazzled, but there's one before it that oh. was the original. Anyways, that plot that's basically a very similar plot. That is that is that is that's the Faust. That is Faust. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Bedazzled is literally Faust, right. just just sexied up. Yeah. Oh hell yes, <laughs> literally with, <laughs> with Elizabeth Hurley. By the way, Brendan Fraser. So have you seen him recently? No. He's sad. He's kind of falling apart. Like no. I think. He drank from the wrong cup, but just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> he just skipped over the seal just a little. <laughs> he fell down the crevice and then bounced back up, and he just looks busted now. Somebody in the chat room points out uh, the devil in Daniel Webster is another Faustian uh, story, mm-hmm. as is uh, Damn Yankees. It's a kind of a modern update. As are the Yankees. <laughs> as I'm sure, yes. I'm sure, Steinbrenner, I'm sure, made There was a motion blur in that shot. Yep. Interesting. Really interesting. They would have had to add that. Weird. All right then. Damn um, this song. Damn damn song. You getting big? Yeah. Well, exactly. And the you know, of course, the whole gag is that this is not. This isn't what Jasmine wants at all. Right. You know, Jasmine he, is. He's. She's trying to get out of this world. Yeah. And and he makes the mistake of the 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 whole story. The whole point of this story is to you know is to be yourself. That is the message of this movie. As um, is the message of most Disney movies, right? Like. <laughs> well, most children's films. cinema, uh, sure. In general. I want to see a kids film that tells you not to be yourself. <laughs> Fit in with the popular kids at all costs. <laughs> at all costs. Mean Girls. Oh uh, no. No no. Is no. is there a snarky, subversive Disney film? I guess Emperor's New Groove would count, yeah. but I mean like something like that, where it's like, yeah yeah yeah, be be, be yourself, whatever. But you do want to have an all right childhood, <laughs> so. <laughs> A and B. So don't make friends with the alien. Computer, can you think of a movie that encourages you to be your, be someone else, to be to get ahead? <laughs> <laughs> to be a manipulative <laughs> bastard. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Whoa! I've never Did understood just... or been comfortable with the implications. I, I've the way the animation works, it's it's clearly that he's going between the legs and coming out the front. Right. But it's it's not though, because it could have been he goes in his ass through his GI tract and out his mouth because yeah. his mouth was out of frame too. Yeah, and it, and his his trunk blows up, so it was. You just it never know. Yeah, it like, does. What? That elephant. <laughs> Are you clear? I'm clear. Mm-hmm. Friggin', where did he get those teeth? Yeah, why does um? <laughs> you know, as a result of this movie, it has always been hard. The for social me. network. <laughs> <laughs> Chat room again. Uh, as a result of this movie, it's always been hard for me to take the character of Iago in Othello seriously. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And Iago in Othello is a very serious villainous character, one yeah. of the greatest villains of all time. Very hard for me to take it seriously. Yeah. Oh. He just wants a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. He just is a cracker, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well done there. Uh, huh? What's his name? Uh, Borat. <laughs> he does not. 
Jafar is a no-good, dirty, rotten scoundrel. When they go through the whole list of all of the Disney princesses and the ones that you're supposed to want to be, is there anybody else besides Jasmine that has as little of a role in the Disney films? Because you have Beauty and the Beast, it's her film. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Little Mermaid, definitely. Little it's her Mermaid, film. it's her film. Cinderella, it's her film. Uh, Nala, Nala doesn't have much to do with Lion King. She influences yeah. a couple plot points. But she's not one of the Disney princesses. She's not a human. Hey, 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 hey don't be all fucking Yeah, yeah I know. I'm spe- <laughs> Sp- uh, let's see. Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella... There's not a chick in Pinocchio, is there? No. Nope. Dumbo, no. Dumbo. Oh, Pinocchio is kind of a pussy. Pinocchio is a bitch. <laughs> but again, <laughs> not the princess. Yeah. <laughs> there are, yeah, you're right. This, this, there's not this is like the lamest of the princesses. Although she is one of the hottest. It's because she's wearing The hottest Disney of princess of all amount. time, hands down, Megara from Hercules. Jesus Christ. But that just might be because... Oh, that's, really? that's another one, though. But oh, yeah. she doesn't count... No, she doesn't really... Total cute. She's not one of the classic princesses. No. And I might just be biased because my favorite Alan Menken Disney track of all time is, um, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. Uh, oh, but it's your favorite. Well done. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say I'm in love. And that's her oh, song. Oh, yeah. No chance, no way. Da, 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 da. Really good song. And, and she sings that song. I'm like, oh, that's cool because it's a fun, witty song. That's actually a good point, because I remember when Mulan came out, there was a big hullabaloo about the fact that, oh, finally you have a Disney princess who, who does something. Feminist. Yeah. Who kicks some ass. But honestly, I but think But you Beauty... make a good point that, you know, Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, they're yeah. all... Well, Little Mermaid kind of goes after her shit. She has a Faustian Little deal. Mermaid, she, deal she with, does. With Little Mermaid Ursula. is completely a Faustian bargain. Um, and uh, but, sh- but the little... Uh, unlike Mulan, uh, for example, Ariel doesn't destroy Ursula. Eric right. does. That's true. Yeah. And no, it's okay. Although there's another there's another um, anti-feminist statement to be made about Little Mermaid in that she all she wants is to be, well, that too, but all she wants is to be a human so she can be with the man. That's all she wants in her hey, life. Hey, hey, right. it's the scene where the bad stuff said. She changes herself. Supposedly, yes. Supposedly. There you go. Does, in, in Little Mermaid, does she become a mermaid at the end again? No. 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 no that's a, that's There you go. Change yourself so people will like you. That's Little Mermaid. I guess that's true. There's yeah. problems with a lot of the Disney princesses. My point was more that, like, Jasmine is the one that She's has like the most secondary character most secondary yeah. character but most of like honestly to me one of the only disney princesses besides maybe mulan who really kicks ass is Belle because she's actually smart and mm-hmm. she Belle's act, cool. like yeah. bell actually has a, and that little thing she does with her hair is cute i would a purpose if i had to pick i'd go with bell i i bell is my uh which one i want to settle down with hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. does that make you <laughs> <laughs> now i feel weird <laughs> <laughs> i would fuck the shit out of her wow be yourself. Uh, uh, I still remember though when all of the rumors were uh, all of these Disney. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. I was just I was just saying like, wouldn't she be disturbed? She's like, what is that thing? <laughs> like, have they seen bees before? <laughs> I don't think those are indigenous to, to Persia. <laughs> Neither are sheep, for that matter. Yeah. Are elephants indigenous to Persia? They're in Africa. No, there are Indian elements. There are there yeah. are Arabian elephants. Yeah. Whoa! Hey! 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 Let's not get too specific. She uh, is. She is very. Uh, d- but to be fair, even though she's not, she's not particularly involved. As <laughs> as much as as much as she, she's not a pushover. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's not a pushover. It, the weird thing is, I guess. I guess since they're saying it, they're trying to to kind of. Uh, you know, uh, lighten the blow a little bit here, but she's there's a whole thing where she's like, I'm not a prize to be won. I'm not here to just blah 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 blah. But then. That's basically what happens at the end. Yeah. Yeah. She's she is the prize to be battled over. It's 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 a <laughs> kind of a zen mentality. He's like if yeah. you want it, you have to not try for it. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> okay. Huh? Do I have it now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
If I'm that very still, does that count? Yeah. That doesn't work, by the way. No. <laughs> All right. Now, if there were... Man, I can't even remember how many times I sang this song when I was growing right, up. Right. That's, that's where I was going to. If there were, <laughs> if there were three songs that 70% of people that grew up, were born in the 80s, knows that Alan Menken wrote, and A Whole New World is certainly one of them. Like, this is one of the more recognizable tracks he ever did. Now, there's a pretty good chance you would know 20 songs that Alan Menken did, uh, but certainly this one. It's just as classic as a classic song can get. It's got beautiful changes, and it's D major. It's like the most accessible chord you can start a song with. In, uh, in Little Shop of Horrors, Suddenly Seymour is the same way. It's, it's, it's a D, A, D, A track that... Um, you guys don't care. Anyway, I always wonder what it would be like to be Alan Menken and go to Disneyland where they're playing his songs nonstop. Like, if, if imagine being the guy that Stephanie is lip syncing and it's distracting as hell. She's also doing the interpretive dance. <laughs> imagine being Alan Menken and, and you wrote all these music pieces of music and then you go to Disneyland and it's just listening to your music being played loud and then the, the fireworks thing almost like fetishizes his music. And mm-hmm. it's, 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 it would be a really interesting and profound experience to. I, I can't even imagine it. And what, this it's, is, what it's like for him to go to Disneyland. And this is honestly a great. It's a great song. Um, yeah, it, totally. it got it got tiresome for me because they played it all the time. <laughs> this, but, this is the umbop of Alan. Mankin. Yes, but but it is uh, a great song. He this is a you after this song you completely buy their relationship. Yeah, the, you only have one song to get them together, right. and he says all the in the just one verse he says all the right <laughs> things. And she gets into it with him, and she you falls totally for buy it. it. Yeah, she falls for it. She falls for him, and they—I mean, he was okay. already into her. But, but he, he brings a—he brings a magic carpet. I mean, and which, is, which, which, by the way, is definitely a metaphor. Oh, I was hoping—I oh. was hoping we weren't going to go there when I said magic carpet. He, but clearly, he took her okay. for a ride on his magic carpet. If in case in case anyone is wondering, this is not what happened to the Sphinx's nose. No, no, it's not. <laughs> no. What happened to the Sphinx's nose? Napoleon used it for target practice. Yeah. No, I thought his, it was that the, the indescribable French... me. Oh uh-huh. no! Never mind. Just what? Despicable me. Despicable me. Oh. They shot. They shot balls at his face. No, the, uh, just little guns. They spent the 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 French army was was marching through there. They they can't buy the Sphinx. They had nothing better to do, so they shot at its face with guns, and that's where the nose that's went. That's pretty fucking racist. <laughs> oh, that's the moment where she realizes who he is. With what the apple? What ha- ah? He did the right, apple trick. He did trick. The, the little. Bounce and she made that face what is like. It, what is oh. it about smarmy characters and apples, Brian? Talk about James T. Kirk. Well, he doesn't like to lose. <laughs> <laughs> it's been two hours. Spock, are you it ready? Al- it also is interesting. Wait, when did we go to Mulan? Someone in the chat says Obelix broke the nose. I don't what? know what that Obelix? means. I'm just repeating the shit that they're saying. Okay. Might have, it might have been somebody other than Napoleon. Okay. It's interesting that... that uh, Napole- I'm pretty sure it was Napoleon. Yeah. People, anyway. are, people are saying Napoleon on this side. We're going to have a fight with All the right, computer. so anyway... I like the again. It's a it's a great little moment where the uh, the carpet's like, oh shit, cover's <laughs> you blown. Screwed up. <laughs> you kind of are. Yeah. <laughs> you totally didn't figure it out. If I hadn't done the apple thing, film. how does that hat stay so perfectly fluffed like that? Fluffed yeah. like that. Iago's in it apparently. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with the good luck. Ex- well, you know the funny thing is he's like the truth. She'll she'll never believe me. It's like you just flew to China on a magic carpet. <laughs> I think she's. I, I think the magical explanation is pretty credible. <laughs> extraordinary <laughs> claims require extraordinary yeah. evidence. 
And, there and it you is. got it. You did just fly to China on a magic carpet. <laughs> I think she might buy it. <laughs> Why don't you in, come in with fact, me, little girl? In fact, not using a magical explanation, I think, would be more difficult. Uh, yeah. To <laughs> uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a trick with Listen, mirrors. it was uh, a lot of hard work. Yes. And smart investments. Yes. In the past <laughs> three <laughs> days. Triple A bonds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Government rating. Best investment in America. Yeah. This is a beautiful... I wonder if they could touch this up. It looks great. Is this a Blu-ray or... This is a DVD. This is just plain DVD. Uh. Oh, I watched... I, actually, I was... Um, uh, one of my Aww. roommates just got uh, Beauty and the Beast on Blu-ray. Mm. And it's like so cleaned up that I'm like, this looks Like a flash? Looks like yeah, flash. I'm like, it looks like a flash animation. This is weird. <laughs> Because you know it's not shaded like or suck the the humanity out of it. At no, all? no, it's just it's just so clean that I'm like, I, it's it's weird. It's there's stu- no it's, there's no shading or any, you know except like, in shots it's, like it's this. like the first time you saw Toy Story and you're like, this is bizarrely perfect. Yeah, that was one of the reactions. And, and, people had a problem with Toy Story at first. Some mm-hmm. people couldn't watch it. It yeah. was just too weird for them to and, see. And some of the uh, the animation style feels in Sleeping Beauty feels less fluid than I remember it in my head, which right. I'm sure is just a problem with my you know brain. The, the dragon in Sleeping Beauty is a prominent part of the Fantasmic Fantasmic yeah show at Disneyland, which is an Disneyland fucking I cry like a little baby hurt girl <laughs> at Disneyland. It is terrible. And there's a they light Did the you, they light the lake on fire. You went to it. I've been to it hundreds of times. You know what? Screw you. Several. <laughs> se- Screw you. Do you know how badly I've been wanting to go to that? And have I you kept... seen it ever in your life? I saw. You've never it, seen I, Phantasmic? The the new fire. The new, oh, the new one. Yeah. I haven't seen the new Phantasmic. That's I, what I'm talking about. The new the new light show they have at uh, California Adventure. Oh, we're not oh, talking about that. No, I didn't oh. do that. We're talking about Phantasmic. Phantasmic, which is oh fuck. Oh, I know Jesus. you're talking about. Yes, I have seen. That's that. that's where they they just basically do a. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, never, no, mind, oh never, never mind. Never mind. And take back the screw use. Yeah. It's at Disneyland. It's like a 15 minute yeah. montage of all their characters. Yeah. And all, yeah. The, all the numbers. This is very fortunate. Oh yes. Here yeah. we go with the horrifyingness. And again, you again. Genie just amuses himself. <laughs> no one gets his jokes or reference. Genie is he's me. Just, I am Genie. He was. He's been holding on to that. He's like, next time he rubs the lamp, I would come out and I would have been in the bath, and it's gonna be great. Do you think he's like Billy Pilgrim? Like he's unstuck in time, so he goes in there, and you know, he just he's living in 2020. You yeah. know? He goes back in, and it's 1492, whatever it is. So that's why he has all these cultural references that nobody else gets. Maybe. I'm Could be. I'm gonna go with By that. By the way, I completely screwed your phantasm story. Phantasmic. Like, Phantasmic. No, story. I was just gonna say the thing that really gets me, and it has something to do a lot with uh, Disney culture and and what he was able to accomplish as a man, Walt Disney, was that the last thing that happens in Phantasmic, and it's a fucking, it's a show, it's like a musical show. It doesn't, it's not spoilerish, but the last thing that happens is you've seen. All these different scenes play out. There's little plateaus that float by, and you see the people kind of doing, like, there's the little mermaid float that goes by on the little lake, and there's this and the other. You're on the one side of the lake. Everything's happening in the middle, and there's a moat that stuff is happening on as well between you. And the last thing that happens is you've seen all these different scenes from Disney movies, and, and music is playing, and it's very fucking cool, and they spray water out of the thing and project scenes from it. You know, it's really cool. The last thing that happens is the steamboat comes by, this giant Americana-looking uh, steam paddle boat, it's called the Mark Twain. The Mark so Twain. That's, that's right. should tell you. And all, it's entirely covered. There's like three balconies all the way around the ship, full of all the characters from Disney movies, and it's being driven at the top, the big wheel, by a black and white steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse. That mm-hmm. fucking kills me. Just the idea of what happened between little shitty anime, like funny cartoons in the, in the, in the 30s, 
to this universe that he's created. It's it moves me on a weird level, and I'm not sure why it works. But my heart is I, I inexplicably mean, connected. Look at the fact that when I first heard they were doing Princess and the Frog, I was just like, nah, I can't believe Disney's still bothering like make putting these types of princess movies out, whatever. But when I go to Disneyland work. for the first time be, after the movie came out, I still hadn't seen it, and they had a. We were using that same ship to do a Princess and the Frog number, like a full New Orleans sort of in that town. And I was just like, I bought into it right away. And I was like, (laughs) my gosh, this princess is awesome. Still haven't seen the movie, but I've seen the person dressed as the princess. I'm like, ah. Sold. She's awesome. And you just. There is something about Disney as an institution that they just understand storytelling. They just, even when they fuck up. I don't know. I was like, are you being sarcastic? No, no, even no. the movies that no one really paid attention to. Honestly. Like, one of the movies that doesn't get much play that was really important to me was Rescuers Down Under. Oh, man. I love the Rescuers. Both of them are. Yeah, the Rescuers and the Rescuers. I'm just talking about <gasps> Oliver Twist. Of, like, you, no, you, Oliver Going outside the, the bubble Oliver of the company, films, yeah. of the actual cinematic release of here's this film. I mean, all of the, the theme You mean parts. they know how to sell an experience to you? Yeah. Basically. And an emotion. They can sell you sentimentality. Yeah. To sell you an emotional experience. Yeah. We haven't and even, to sell you nostalgia and, oh, and memories. And I want to have kids just to take them to Disneyland and let them ride Star Tours. Oh, oh. <laughs> fucking this. I just found but, of course, but of course, the only way to do that is to be very strict behind the scenes. Yes. <laughs> right, you yeah. know, totally, as, totally, as totally. the stories go. We didn't even mention 101 Dalmatians, which is one of like the top 20 oh, yeah. most highly grossing films mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah, yeah. I always liked a lot of the ones that didn't get as much play, like, Oliver and Company was oh. always one of my favorite. But Someone in the chat dogs. says they sell magic. Mm. No, they don't. <sighs> no. No. They don't. Unless you <laughs> want to emphasize the word sell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they do have a little magic shop, so they do they sell. Do. They, they do. They do sell magic. You're right. I love Disney, but they're also, you know... I mean, frankly, if you know modern culture, pop culture, whatever is in the shitter when Disney starts to fail because Disney owns ABC, right. Disney... What what's the full like conglomerate? What's all oh, those God. companies? Oh, fucking like, Buena, Buena Vista. They and, own like the yeah. world. Yeah, they own a good portion of it, definitely. And they are very evil. Yeah, it's it's worth pointing out multiple times. Aren't they connected cor- to massive Disney a corporation? Disney has a corporation, and it's very regiment. Like you say, it's yeah. very regimented mm-hmm. corporation. As I'm, I'm sure Trey has many Disney stories. I, I, he's I know he's done some work. He's for worked Disney, with Imagineers. But, yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure he has many stories about the behind the scenes of just how strict, oh yeah, uh, creatively you are, you are, in that in that kind of environment. Well, I mean, it's it's the kind of you know they're they're smart about it. They know they know they what know their works. Brands. And they're like we're not gonna you know working at Disneyland, being able to to sell that experience. You know, I've yeah. they they have a lot of gay employees, so I've dated a lot of people who work at Disneyland, <laughs> and I've heard the same stories from all of them. <laughs> you know, so I know uh, I'm friends with. One of the Jack Sparrows. He was fired as a Jack Sparrow. He still does a, a wonderful Jack Sparrow impersonation. He also does other costumes. You stuff. mean Jack Sparrow at the park? He was a Jack Sparrow at the park, and he got fired for dating a Ariel. <laughs> Interesting, huh? And he also had a bunch of. He had funny stories. He actually had a a brief little article in the LA Times and shit like that a couple years ago when it when it had happened. It was kind of a controversial thing because he got fired because they had posted a picture of them kissing in costume on one of their Facebooks mm. and that's why I got fired. But in the little article, he was like, well, here's other stuff that happened that was kind of funny. He was playing Jack Sparrow and like once or twice a month, he would be like taking a picture with a girl and then open his hand and there'd be a little note in there saying, when's your break? <laughs> 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 I want to blow Jack Sparrow. Uh. Come on. 
little bit. Okay. little bit. Anyway, now that we've all made our mothers proud. Um, <laughs> hey, we talked about the sentimentality being ingrained in us. Let's talk about blowjobs. Um, wh- why did he just decide he's got to tell her the truth? Does, has he, has it just the... Because the, it's wait, the midpoint of the film. Huh? Because it's the midpoint of the film. Yeah, I guess. It's probably past the midpoint. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a short movie. I'm about to enter into act three when everything goes wrong. Because no, he realized be that he would never win her over if he didn't tell her no. the truth. Maybe? Didn't he already though? I'm confused. Wait a minute. What got? I know that he broke Jafar or Jafar's yeah. thing, but other than that, did anything else? He just got put in jail, and now the prince is yeah, all Jafar's, set. Yeah, Jafar's Jafar's in jail, and they're they're going to they're announce basically the... going to announce that, which Jasmine totally wants. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why he's like, oh, I have to tell her about the genie. It's like. Why? Tell her later. <laughs> maybe yeah. because he doesn't really have any palace or anything to maybe. take her to. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe he's like, look, look. There's no, there's yeah. no dowry, guys. <laughs> Listen, you got to understand. But no, the dowry would get paid to him. Oh, that's uh, right. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know how this works. <laughs> he he's, he just has pathos because he needs pathos. Yeah, at this point. and it, and because well, I guess that's the lesson it's teaching you. It's like if you've done something wrong, you should be sad, yeah. even if it's totally working. <laughs> <laughs> you should. That's what it. Disney teaches you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's what I was gonna ask. Does God, Disney have any connection to Mac? Because that would be like the ultimate. Um, Disney, no. Okay. Well, so yes, actually, sort of. Um, because uh, Steve Jobs is a major Jobs, shell Pixar, holder Pixar, in Pixar. Disney. Yep, yeah. there we go. See, Disney officially yeah. owns <laughs> the world. They own a lot, yeah. <laughs> or really, when you... If you believe that, I've got some marshland in Florida to sell you. Yeah. <laughs> really, when you dig into it. I don't, though. Disney owns it. <laughs> <laughs> really, when you dig into it, the same 15 people own everything in the it's world. It's true, so. yeah. I wonder if Rupert Murdoch owns stock in any of those things. Oh, I'm, I'm oh, who knows? positive of it. I would guarantee it. It's also interesting that, that See, he's like, Jafar, Genie, he, don't be funny. Jafar's like, in control of Genie. Genie has yeah. to do evil shit. Is that a It's is that gone a dark. I'm pretty sure I just heard the... Uh, uh, All Wilhelm, scary the evil Genie. While we're here, this is reminding me of something, and I don't... I have the chat room, and you guys here to answer this question. I've had it since I was six. There was a movie I used to watch. It was a cartoon, and there was a sequence yes, where... Yes, it's okay. You're this, having that feeling. This whole... Ooh, wow. Oh. This whole castle got lifted up in the air, and dirt was falling off of it, and it was like this really fucked up looking castle. That's the image in my head. Do you know what movie that's from? I've been wanting to see that, whatever that was again. I think it was like a, like a Chippendale Rescuers thing, but it might not have been. I don't know. I have no idea Anyone in the chat room? About. Does that sound familiar? No like idea. this giant... They lift this really fucked up looking castle into the sky and they you, you, fight on it. You know that just happened here. We need more than that. Well, no, that's yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I have. That's why I'm so frustrated because I don't know what to search for. Oh, and they're fighting on the castle? Yeah, I think there's something like that going on. Here we doing a Louis movie, maybe? That's I, I always I always thought it was interesting. He was like, I want to be the Sultan. I want my old clothes back, actually. Give me give me magic and I'll I'll go back to my old way of dressing. Aww. Aww. I want it. <laughs> Soundboard. <laughs> it was gargoyles. Cute. Might be gargoyles. It was cute. Thank you, chat room. That's a big relief. Gargoyles. Gar- gargoyles. I love. Is I, amazing. By can the I, way, can I just say, considering what's happening, the fact that the fact that the lyric and it works, but the fact that the lyric is "come to grips with reality," I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon. <laughs> I'm I'm losing my grip on reality. Something fierce right now. <laughs> <laughs> Expect Ellen Page and Leo DiCaprio to go running by. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> We've got to do the kick. Ellen Page runs by. It's like, I thought I understood it, and now I don't again. <laughs> it's good because it's complicated. Is it? <laughs> This is this is actually was a very wise uh, uh, wish because he's like I don't really need to use a lot of wishes if I've got magical powers yeah. you know which you know the logical conclusion is yeah I want to be a genie ha ha it's like the extension of I want more wishes yeah yeah I want to be able to give myself wishes it, yeah it's it's yeah it's almost the loophole around well if I can't have unlimited wishes how do I get unlimited yeah. wishes yeah. and that's the loophole more uh, so more where did he get thrown computers yeah computer uh, he got thrown to the ends of the earth so Antarctica. So shouldn't that be Iowa for them? Uh-huh. <laughs> actually, actually, there it's was Iowa a, for everybody. There is there is a point about that in the original story. Um, the sorcerer basically Aww. travels from Africa to China to to get the to find the lamp and stuff like that. And the thing is, in the the story oh. was in the Middle East, mm-hmm. so China was the farthest east, mm. and Africa was the farthest west. So in their minds, he traversed the entire Earth oh. to get the lamp originally. Oh. Okay. Who's he looking at? Huh? When he was just talking, who was he? He's looking. He's talking to Abu. Yeah, but he's looking for warmth. I don't know. Something. Welcome to the Himalayas. So have you read all the original stories then? The original Arabian Night stories. I've read some just... of the Arabian Nights one. Not. I I, I researched this particular one right. uh, to be able to talk about it. This is unwise. I don't know. What, <laughs> what did you intend to do? <laughs> what? Oh, we got to dig it out so we can blank. Fill that in, Aladdin. Step one, dig it out. Step two, question marks. Step three, profit. Yeah. I don't think... I've always liked those kind of little Buster Keaton moments. Like in the car in Jurassic Park? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't blame Abu at all for that. I'm like, yeah, that was... At that point, I think Abu goes... Oh, right. They wanted to get the carpet. Right. I forgot. <laughs> I was confused. All That's right. pretty cool. Hey, I don't know how that got freed the carpet from the frost, but okay. <laughs> this is kind of twisted. This is dark, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, it's brightly lit, but it's dark. By the way, Wiki, I was looking at this earlier. Uh, Wiki addresses the color palette as... Good characters are blue and light colors. Dark uh, dark characters are red and black. So that's valid. And then, we yeah. and, then, la- then. and then the, the neutral color is yellow. Ah. So, I, so now that this is all fucked up in red, that, you know. Right. Steve Reedy walked by and waved at us just now and left hmm. again. He didn't do that, but he's kind of yeah. like a god. Steve <laughs> Reedy and Zarban are on the same plane of, who <laughs> is that man? To be fair, we did. We were talking about that before we even realized it was on Wikipedia. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is nice to yeah. actually know no, no, no. that I was, so I was, I was validating you guys. Thank you. Ooh, I like her outfit. Oh, but she's clutching a blue blanket. Now we're going to be like, oh, but she's clutching a blue blanket. She's still holding on what to is, goodness. Because Aladdin's almost there. What does purple yeah, she's mean? Holding on to, she's holding on to goodness. Mean? Oh, it's somewhere in the middle. Neutral, I guess. And that's why Genie is blue. He's a good guy. Huh? That's why Genie yeah. is blue. He's a good guy. But he turns red when he's working for Jafar, doesn't he? No. No, he just has... Jafar is red. Jafar is red. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Both of them... What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's all the parents in the audience like yeah. oh fuck <laughs> I love I love what Jeannie what, now, what Jeannie cat? does Jeannie like looks at his finger like what I don't remember doing that at all and in fact <laughs> yeah right there, there in fact I'm pretty sure I can't <laughs> I'm really confused I re- I don't know what's going on yeah ow yeah Go get the lamp. It's simple. I don't know. I'm making this up as I go along. Yeah. 
cute little gaps between your teeth. I think they would have heard that. No, no, they're way across the room apparently. And he's oh, him skating focused. down yeah, the yeah, yeah. Sliding, sliding down the He's focused. Yeah. Making on a little avalanche of coins. He's, he's Yeah, Jasmine probably <laughs> it drowns out everything. See? He noticed, but you know. Yeah. It's good that we have a boo. Set up, payoff. Yeah? There you go. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> need, is we, it in this one or it must be the second one where Iago is like, I'm not so sure about this abject turns, evil thing anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think this is the second one. I think he's returning to Jafar where he's, yeah. where he's like, because Jafar's just gone completely over the. Yeah. I don't think that. Whoa. I love that line. <laughs> How many times do I have to kill you? Why wouldn't you just be a good boy and die? <laughs> The lamp? Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> it's just been sitting there the whole time. <laughs> oh, no. There's a lot of hourglass imagery going on. This this is very similar to um, Wizard of Oz in my mind. Yeah. Because there was that hourglass that did something. It was never really explained oh, what look. the hourglass did. Oh, now oh. it's just... Now that's just mean. Well, now, well, now he's just devolved into like, okay... Puns, <laughs> pun-based death. Yeah. Go. I did it all. That for was the one. Of, that was one of my wishes. <laughs> to be I wish, really good at puns. Yeah, to be really good at the one-liners. <laughs> Turn into a snake. Yep. Good setup. Oh wait, he likes snakes. I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> this I remember being the scariest thing I watched. When I was a kid, this remember this movie in general. Disney was movies, pretty... Disney movies like their they do monsters, get they do man. get serious. Yeah. yeah, the the dragon in Sleeping Beauty is also freaky. that's terrifying. Ursula gets her it gets pretty freaky too. Yeah, yeah. Ursula is terrifying. When Ursula is kind of like Cthulhu thing going on. It's yeah. souls. It's funny. I was just working on a a kids kids film actually, and I remember they were talking yeah. <laughs> before they were shooting it. The the producers were talking about uh, there's a a bit with a gun where I, the horse. It's like the the name of the thing is Princess and the Pony, and like the pony was going to be shot by one of the the bad guys, and they, the producers were like, "Is is that okay? Do you think that's you know is is, is it okay to point a gun at a at a pony? You know, is, is that going to be I don't know. You have kids. What do you think? Uh, I don't know how I did. Anyone go? Like, of course it will be. I I wanted to be like, have you ever fucking seen a Disney film? <laughs> Holy Christ. Dude, half the Disney movie, half the really classic Disney movies, Bambi, you know, involve involve the death man. of a parent yeah. sometime early on. Yeah, sort so. of, sort of like uh, Star Wars movies and Pixar. Pixar, oh, a lot Finding of Nemo. Finding Nemo thing. has one of the most depressing. Yeah, first. <laughs> yeah, up, up totally is pretty up. rough, but it's, yeah, it's like, it's like, or The Incredibles. The Incredibles starts with a suicide. Right, it's like yeah. kids can deal with it. You know? it, well, it's like going back to what we said about, you know, I, th- I think it's a Hitchcock thing where the point of films, or at least terrifying films, is to give your brain a dress rehearsal for right. bad moments in life. Right. So you mm-hmm. can run through that psychology. And I think that's especially true for children's films, it's right. a, at least when they're done well. Someday your genie friend won't be able to help you from the giant snake. Wait a minute, yeah. what was this? Uh, well, eventually an adult figure will not be able to fix everything for you. That's a good, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Wait. Except that he does. <laughs> what was his first wish? I thought his first wish was to be a genie. No, his first wish was to be a sultan, the sultan. Right. His second wish was to be the most powerful sorcerer in the world. Sorcerer. His okay. third wish was to genie. be a, a genie. genie. An all-powerful genie. Right. Just to be clear. <laughs> so, 
So technically, I guess the land. It's it's really fortunate that these are the rules, though, because yeah. if it was like, no, see, I'm stuck in the lamp, but that's not a genie thing. Yeah, that's just me. I lost a bet. <laughs> I should have explained this probably, but that I, that would be a great like unanticipated third act. Yeah, we're like the genie's like, no, I wasn't clear before. That was yeah. just me. But that's- yeah, now now he's all powerful, and we're yeah. really fucked. Yeah. But that's what again makes this brilliant sto- brilliant now, script. Oh, yeah. Like you, it actually you know you show a gun in the first scene, you oh, yeah. use yeah, it yeah. in the last. The same. You know what's good. Yeah, exactly. It's you set like- up the ending in the beginning. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, the genie is non corporeal. He can squeeze and become small and big. Iago can. Oh. So Iago just got Plato factoried. No, he somehow mashed in there. I don't know. It's squ- magic. He squeezed through the little hole in the lamp. Yeah. They're not gonna kill. See, he's still talking. You can still hear him. I'm just saying it doesn't make any sense. This movie sucks. I, I uh, although I do it, like in the sequel, you know, there's this whole the whole bit with the cave of wonders. But in the sequel, it's like, oh yeah, we accidentally dug a well and we pulled <laughs> Jafar's lamp out of it. Hey, the, you okay. tell the story about the thing that's interesting. I guess <laughs> they didn't tell a story about all the other wells, man. Yeah, that's true. Giant genie is kind of freaky. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. I, I don't think they see you, though, man. I think you're definitely eavesdropping successfully. It's like the Transformers in the Transformers movies. Yeah. I'm just outside your window, and I'm yeah. seven stories tall, but you don't see me. Yeah. Hiding on the Griffith Observatory, my God. They can't see us if we don't move. <laughs> their, their vision is based on movement. Yeah. I saw it in one of their movies. Yeah. So You have? He's... He's somehow outside of the lamp. Well, he's unstuck in time. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, he gets freed, so at some point, I guess he, I don't know. That sucks. If he gets freed now, he's like, yeah, but sooner or later, I'm going to end up getting imprisoned again because I'm in a weird loop. I don't want (laughs) to, I can't explain it right now. I'm just not going to dwell on it right now. Yeah. Today's my day off, basically. Of course, of course, the interesting, uh, you know, the the symbolism of his, his little golden gauntlets falling off. But then in the sequels, he has them again. Well, because they he were just good... looks weird without them. Contract agreement. So, yeah, <laughs> he does have those things on, exactly. just in a different way. He just thought they looked stylish. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he now I get... to wear now them. I wear them because I want to. Yeah, they're yeah. Ge- they're genie fuck bracelets now. Oh, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to say no. Not that, although he could have said no to Aladdin anyway, even if he hadn't been freed, because he just used his third wish. So, actually, that proves nothing, Genie. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what happens when Jasmine wishes instead. Science. <laughs> <laughs> Why does Genie have to leave? Well, cause I guess been... he wants to have a life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Genie's going to go to Sewat and Neo. Well, he's got to go find the rest of his kind. Yeah. Because he has to go to his home planet. <laughs> He's got, well, honestly, uh, you know, if I, if I were the genie and I were st- I was trapped in the desert for the last ten thousand years, I'd be like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, go. to Bermuda. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I may be back. <laughs> Probably I'm <gonna> not. Go. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Wouldn't it's it- nice to be uh, a complete will change dictator. Our culture. Yeah. And literally <laughs> just yeah, this is how it works. They don't have to wear those burkas anymore. And then uh, <laughs> I will keep that. I will keep that. Watch Aladdin kiss her, and then the dad just starts stoning Jasmine. <laughs> seriously, no. Seriously, if Jasmine in in you know the time of this of this story, if she walked around like that, 
She'd yeah. have been, oh man, oh, yeah. she she'd have been killed with rocks. Yeah. There'd oh, be yeah. no walking. She'd step yeah. outside and that would be it. Yeah. So. And now he died. Yeah. <laughs> and, then and then he exploded. And, then uh, <laughs> well and his chest is still showing. Wow, Aladdin well, really I, can't dress if he's not a prince. That's a terrible hat. Look at that thing. Yeah. It looks like the yellow brick road. That's racist. I always wonder what was at the end of the red brick road. Yeah, I did too. I'm like, what's over there? It's the water treatment plant. Yeah, it's the water treatment plant for us. I always figured it was the water treatment plant. (laughs) Well, the yellow brick road. Not the red road. Where does the red road go? That's just an access road. Aww. Aladdin. He's still there. I really. I'm glad we did this. I don't know when the next time, because we said a lot about Disney. We might have gotten it out of our system here. Yeah. But I didn't really manage to talk about this movie. We did. No, we we spent. No, the color. The color. We talked about color. (laughs) Yes, we said insightful things about the palette (laughs) and and Faust and all those other things, too. And we talked about the screenplay a little bit, the setup of the stuff at the beginning. Right, right, right. And the rules and setting up all the things it was paying off. Anyway, I'm glad we did a Disney movie and people were a little confused as to why we were doing it. Great movies, and it's something that it's at least worth talking about and examining what these things are and how they work so well. And this is no different than the I, other ones. I do want to say um, that it is it is uh, one thing um, about Disney, and again, um, you know, you could go either way that this is either kind of tyrannical or kind of cool. They're very careful um, to maintain the same people. Whenever Aladdin shows up in something, anything, an ad or a video game or whatever, it's always the same guy hmm. voicing him. They always bring oh. him back. They don't have him do anything else. But if they've got <laughs> Aladdin, they're like, hey, you got five minutes. you know." And the voice actor him. lives in a little lamp, and they always yeah, bring exactly. him out. <laughs> he, he is, I'm sure his Disney contract does not allow him to have any other career. Right. You are now, uh, you are now Aladdin. That is it. Anyway. But he's going to make some good money off of at least yeah. all of the usage of his voice. This movie is... I would say disposably perfect. It's just a great movie from my childhood, like many other that, w- that Disney was involved in. This one stands up to me for the music, which is also not completely unusual among Disney movies. Great job. Everyone involved did a... Uh, it's good. I mean, it's a perfect movie. Are we going to go with a perfect movie? Uh, I don't think it screws itself up at all. I don't think there's any problems with it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, mean, I think it's solid. Strong work, Disney. Brian? Yeah. Aladdin? This is a... Hold fun. up. Is it what you remember? Yeah. Uh, well, it was a fun trip down memory lane. Um... Who's memory lane? And where'd you meet? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It was. It's always nice to go back to a film that produced vivid emotional reactions in you that you haven't seen in a very long time. Because, as opposed to say Back to the Future, which did produce emo- vivid emotional reactions, but which I've seen multiple times, including earlier today. It's like that kind of <laughs> yeah, those those reactions lessen over time but you know it's like the first time i watched howard the duck after years and years of not watching it i was like oh my god i do remember being horrified at the sequence or the terrified. tits right yes the tits no it was evil overlord but you know what i mean yeah it's, <laughs> yes i know what you mean it's, it's so that was fun to do cool dork man uh, I I think it's a great movie. You know, it's a uh, if if i ever have kids i will show it to them. Um and uh, you know it's it's a solid little movie. It's just I don't know what else to say about it. And I haven't for the last hour and a half. <laughs> Whoa, Pixar! Pixar! Pixar what? was involved somehow. Well, of course they were for the 3D animated the, the stuff. stuff. Yeah. Hey, check that Looking out. For names I recognize, I don't see anyone. Let's see. Yeah, Stephanie, how do you feel about Aladdin? Um, I'm glad we did it 
in this, or I'm glad I got to watch it in this format with you guys because honestly, I have all these Disney films I want to go back and watch, but whenever I start it, I lose patience in watching it after a little bit. <laughs> not because they're not good, just because it's kind of like it's too. You're it's like too, I, it's too easy of a movie. Yeah, so well, it's fun. It's, it's also I, I imagine you're like. Oh, I know this movie. I just flashed through the entire thing in my exactly. head. Exactly, because <laughs> you watched it so much when you were little. So it's nice to. I think one of the best ways to watch Disney movies is probably sitting around and like thinking, talking of, thinking about through it. it. Yeah, because you know. Cool. That has that was Aladdin, and this has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Click that big iTunes link, get a brand new episode every single week. Find us on twitter.com slash downinfront, Facebook slash downinfront show. Email us at contact at downinfront.net. Go to the forum. Uh, uh, Involve yourself in the conversation. Every week we post details on when you can watch us do this live and in- interact with us in the chat room. Uh, there's a big shiny donate button on the front page. We're not asking, we're just saying. And if you buy this DVD from us, we get a buck. Thank you very much to Matt Veda Veda for the show notes and chapter breaks in iTunes, to Holden Hill for designing the website. And until next time, my name is T. Christie, Brian Finister. Thanks, Scott. And I'm Stephanie Wooten from Nerds in Babeland. I won't be here next time, but you know. They can find you at nerdsandbabeland.com. You can find me at nerdsandbabeland.com. Thank you very much for listening. Good night, good night. A whole new world. Oh, there goes our copyright right there. Yeah, there it was. Trendsinyourhead.com.